Welcome to the West Virginia Writers Podcast, a service of West Virginia Writers Incorporated, the Mountain State's largest all-volunteer nonprofit organization dedicated to writers. Established and incorporated in 1977, West Virginia Writers continues to support writers in writing statewide through program sponsorship, an annual writing contest, and an annual summer writers conference. This podcast is dedicated to promoting the organization, its members, and events, as well as writers throughout Appalachia and beyond. And now, broadcasting from atop a hill in Mercer County, here is your host, Eric Fritzhughes. Thank you, Gertrude and Ola listeners. I'm Eric Fritzhughes, welcoming you to Episode 47 of the West Virginia Writers Podcast, or as we also call it, Contest Cast 2011. Now, this is a podcast we do as a primer for West Virginia Writers' annual writing contest, which is just days away from its starting point. The contest consists of two brackets, the Adult Writing Contest for College Age through Adult and the New Mountain Voices Student Writing Contest for Grades 1 through 12. Now, in order to get the most out of this particular podcast, I highly suggest listeners have copies of our two contest entry forms on hand for reference. In order for you to do that, you need to go and print some out. The forms for both the Adult Writing Contest and New Mountain Voices Student Contest can be found in both PDF and doc formats at our website, wvwriters.org. Also, they are available at our podcast website, podcast.wvwriters.org. Helping me explain the whys and wherefores of this contest are two guests integral to West Virginia Writers. First up, via telephone from her home in Scott Depot, we have the returning podcast guest and West Virginia Writers president, Kat Pleska. She's a regular contributor to wonderful West Virginia Magazine and an essayist for West Virginia Public Radio. Before taking on the task of president, Kat recently served as first vice president and has also served the organization in past administrations as secretary and treasurer. Also joining us from her home in Madison is West Virginia Writers' current first vice president and our 2011 contest coordinator, Teresa Newsom. Teresa is a graduate of Marshall University and works in the law firm of Schaefer & Schaefer as a certified paralegal. She's a recipient of a past West Virginia Commission on the Arts Individual Artist Award. First vice president is the second office she's been elected to on our board of directors, having previously served as our secretary. Last year, she assisted her mother, Nadine McKinney, with the coordination of the New Mountain Voices Student Contest, and 2011 will be Teresa's first year as overall contest coordinator. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Well, before we get to the descriptions of our contest categories, I I thought it'd be good to talk about the contest a little bit in general terms. I would wager that a lot of people don't know the history of our contest, which is going to turn 29 years old this year. Kat, what can you tell us about it? Well, I think um, the contest was one of the um, goals uh, when the founders of uh, West Virginia Writers founded uh, the organization back in 1977. It was one of the goals that they wanted to offer a contest um, as something for the membership to uh, to participate in. And um, they began the contest back in 1982, and we've had contests every year since then. And the categories have been very similar. Uh, they started out with things like fiction and nonfiction and, of course, the poetry. And now we have upwards of a dozen categories so that we can offer uh, as many categories to our members and our West Virginia residents who want to enter uh, as, uh, as many as they can. And um, we'll talk about those categories in just a moment. 
while the amount of pr- of the prizes that are awarded has changed over the years, at this time we're awarding $5,925 total in cash prizes for both the adult contest and the New Mountain Voices student contest. And I believe we've awarded well over 110000 since 1982. Uh, yes, that sounds reasonable that we have, and we're very proud of the fact that we can offer this kind of uh, money prizes for our contestants. Uh, in, the, in the adult category, first place takes $250, uh, second place takes 125 and uh, third pay- place uh, is $75. And we typically have a number of honorable mentions, and our judges... Uh, typically struggle to uh, narrow down the winning places, uh, and so they like to uh, offer the honorable mentions uh, if they can uh, because so many members um, uh, and entrants to the contest um, uh, are just flat-out winners. Well, let's talk for a moment about who exactly is eligible to enter this contest. Uh, It's gone through a variety of changes over the years as well as far as, as who is able to. Uh, from being limited to West Virginia Riders members to being open to um, residents of the state and and beyond. Uh, let's go ahead and spell out that eligibility here. West Virginia Riders Contest Eligibility. Entrant must be a West Virginia resident or a current member of West Virginia Riders Incorporated. Entries must be the original work of the entrant and must comply with category descriptions, limitations, and procedures. Works that have won a cash prize in any past West Virginia Rider annual spring competition are not eligible. Published works or those accepted for publication prior to January 1st, 2011 are not eligible. A work will be considered published if it has been printed in a publication with a distribution of 1,000 or more, or if it has been published on a web page that has received or could receive 1,000 or more viewers annually. However, if less than 25% of the entry has been published, it will be considered unpublished. There is no eligibility age limit. So now that that's completely clear, Teresa, let's go ahead and discuss the categories for this year's adult contest, and we can go back and talk about them individually as we need to for clarification. Okay. We have uh, 12 categories this year, and that's not including our youth. This is just the adults. And, you know, any teenager or uh, young adult that would like to enter the adult competition, of course, they're welcome to. Uh, we have screenplays, and this is for films of all lengths. Um, this is not going to include plays this year. It's just screenplays and scripts for um, for films. Then we have uh, nonfiction, which is articles, essays, memoirs that are up to 5,000 words. We have children's books, and this includes everything from picture books up to young adults. You can submit um, three chapters or up to 5,000 words plus a one-page synopsis if it's a longer work like a middle grade or a young adult book. Um, if you if they send in for uh, a picture book for the contest, uh, we request that they do not send artwork because it won't be considered. Uh, this is just for the text. Uh, we have long poetry, which... Um, includes uh, from 21 lines up to a maximum of four pages, and then short poetry that's 20 lines or less. Um, our topics this year are um, our topic categories, which will alternate from year to year. Um, this year we're doing animals, which is up to 5,000 words, and it can be poetry or prose. Uh, our second topic is war, which also can be poetry or prose up to 5,000 words, and Appalachian writing, and that's also poetry or prose up to 5,000 words. Um, then we have book-length prose, fiction or nonfiction, and this one, um, 
uh, of course, it's a longer piece of work, so you can submit up to 7,500 words, and they also would like a one-page synopsis uh, explaining, you know, just to give you uh, them an idea of what they're reading since they're not reading the whole thing. Then we have emerging writers po uh, sections, which include poetry and prose. The emerging writers categories are for people who have never won a monetary prize in West Virginia writers. So, you know, anyone that has not placed first, second, or third in a West Virginia writers contest can enter a piece into one of these categories. If you, you know, if once you win a monetary prize, then, you know, you can no longer enter that category with any other piece of work. And those are the categories for the adults. Actually, most of these are pretty straightforward. We we do like to change things up a bit each year so that we don't have the same contest twice. And and in doing that, there are some categories like the topic categories you mentioned that, that do get turned over and uh, cycled. So, for instance, we had humor and inspiration as topics last year, but those are kind of sitting out this year in favor of two new ones that we've not seen before and our perennial favorite Appalachian writing. Um, just to, to clarify for listeners out there, Appalachian writing can be prose or poetry, fiction, nonfiction. It's a really broad category to enter because there's a lot of different stuff that can qualify so long as it is set in Appalachia or speaks to the Appalachian way of life. Uh, let's talk about the two new ones this year that I don't know that we've ever had two exactly like this before, at least not in my memory, Animals and War. No, I, I don't believe we have offered um, uh, specific topics like this before, Animals or War. Uh, and we, when we were planning this contest, we tossed around a lot of topics, and we, um, we kind of got excited about this. This is a kind of a different way to go, and specifically with a topic like Animals, um, in the great state of uh, you know wild, wonderful West Virginia, I'm sure we've all encountered animals in some sense. Uh, a lot of us have pets, uh, so it's a pretty broad category that can be approached in many different ways. Um, that people can write about them in their prose uh, uh, or in their poetry. Uh, so we thought it was something that would touch uh, a number of people. Uh, to be able to write about that. And to hopefully tap into the lucrative market of veterinarian writers out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, and war, um, well, this can be also very, very broad, of course, that our country has been enmeshed in war for quite some time now. And um, we would hope that this would give people an opportunity, those who have experienced uh uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, either themselves or, uh, you know, family members or they know someone that could write about that. But it needn't be limited to uh, our most current war. It can cover any kind of war in poetry or prose. Uh, you know, Vietnam, uh, World War II, Civil War, um, ancient wars. It, I'm sure it will uh, result in some very engaging writing for that category. And the other major change this year that I thought we should touch on uh, was the screenplays. Um, in years past, in 2008 and 2009, we had strictly stage plays for that particular slot in the category section. Uh, last year, we had a combined category of both stage and screen, but this year we decided to go with screenplays alone. So if anybody listening here is a filmmaker or know any filmmakers or even student filmmakers this would be one we would recommend they submit to. Yes, it would provide a wonderful opportunity uh, for that uh, specific 
uh, niche of, of writing. And uh, there are a, a number of wonderful um, screenwriters and filmmakers in this state. We're very proud of those that we have. But anybody who would like to approach uh, this category uh, with our screenplay will welcome that entry. And we should also stress to our listeners that we haven't given up on stage plays by any means. That category will be back in years to come. Let's talk about the fee structure for the contest. Teresa, what, what is our fee structure this year? It has had some fluctuation for the past couple of years, but I think we've kind of settled on one now. Uh, yes, the entries for the adult uh, categories are um, $10 per entry, uh, with the exception of novels. And because those are longer for the judges to read, those are $12 per entry. And Teresa, as contest coordinator, could you speak to some of the stumbling blocks that we've seen in the past from people who've entered that may uh, kind of disqualify their entry out of the gate. We want to help people avoid doing that, if at all possible. The first thing is to get your entry in on time. Most of us are procrastinators like me, and they wait till the last minute to send these things in. Now, we have tried to accommodate that by giving a two-week extension. The contest ranks from January the 2nd to March the 15th. But for those that don't get it in at that, at that time, um, they, as long as their entries are postmarked between March 16th and March 31st, they will still be accepted. If it's postmarked after the uh, 31st of March, unfortunately, it won't be accepted. Uh, one other thing is please uh, don't send anything certified mail or something that has a signature required. Um, you know, that, you know, just is time-consuming to, to have to go sign for all of those and everything. And uh, we have that on the rules. I think probably the best thing is just make sure everybody reads the rules on the uh, contest form. Yeah, attention to detail seems to be the, the major stumbling block. I've experienced that myself um, a couple of years ago. I just wasn't even reading the rules because we do have for the 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 late period from March 16th to March 31st, a $2 per manuscript additional fee for being late. So you're paying $10 per manuscript plus $2 for being late. And somehow I got it in my head that it was a dollar. And so I wound up shorting things by about $5 and Steve Goff, our contest coordinator then had to come hunt me down. But generally um, just paying attention to detail Knowing the rules, being sure you're you're following it to the letter of the law is what we like to stress. Also, with the, with the entries, it's not just a matter of getting them through as into the contest with following the rules of uh, getting them in on time or whatever. They also need to make sure that they follow the uh, guidelines that are listed, um, like for the nonfiction or the um, uh, the topic. Um, categories where there's up to 5,000 words, if they send 6,000 words, the judges, I mean, even if it gets through us, the judges may not read that because it didn't stick to the rules. So they really need to pay attention to the guidelines. And we should also stress that uh, the judges, basically their word is law as far as the entries go. We have found qualified people to be the judges and we trust them to be able to do their jobs. And if they find reason to disqualify an entry because the rules weren't followed. They're well within their rights to disqualify an entry. Right. Yeah, their word is the final word. And uh, if anyone has 
a question or a problem, uh, whether it's before or after the contest, they need to contact me, not the judges. Um, and if, you know, if someone wants to send, you know, if they win and they want to send a thank you note or something to the judges, they can send that to me and I will package them up and send them to to the judges as long as they're appropriate, you know, we're, you know, it will be at my discretion what's sent because, you know, if it's something derogatory or something, of course, it's not going to be sent to the judges. But we, you know, we try to list the judges on the website, but it's, it's not to encourage them to contact the judges. And in fact, we have uh, this year stressed in our rules that any contact between the contest entrance and the judges is completely illegal and will result in disqualification. Right. Let's uh, switch to the the student contest. This is our second year for the New Mountain Voices student contest, though we've had contests for student age people, children, in the past. Uh, what exactly is this contest and how does it differ from the adult writing contest? Okay, the West Virginia Writers Annual Writing Contest has a youth division called New Mountain Voices that is open to West Virginia students in grades 1 through 12. That includes public schools, private schools, uh, parochial schools, and, of course, homeschool students, too. Um, there are three categories of, of this contest. It's divided in elementary, which includes grades 1 through 5, middle school, grades 6 through 8, and then high school grades 9 through 12. And each group is where we provide writing prompts for the students. Each category has two writing prompts. Each category will have a first, second, and third place award plus one to four honorable mentions, $100 for first prize, $50 for second place, and $25 for third place. Um, in addition to the monetary prize, um, each student will receive a certificate, uh, a placement ribbon, and an invitation to attend the conference banquet to receive their award. So whereas the winners of the adult contest have to wait until the summer conference in order to find out whether or not they won, we let the, the students and New Mountain Voices know in advance, so they'll know they'll need to be there if they'd like to pick up their award in person, though they don't have to be there. Yeah, if they can't be there, their award will be mailed to them. Um, we love to have them there, of course, to um, to get their, their prize. And, it, you know, it's great for the kids to be able to be there and be part of the banquet and to hear the keynote speaker. And, um, and we really, you know, want to encourage these students to keep writing. And the two topics per age group are pretty flexible as well. Um, some of them can be either done as prose or as poetry. So, for instance, in a middle school, one of them is called LOL which those of us who do text and, and internet speak know that means laugh out loud. And so we give that to the middle, middle grades, and the, the uh, instruction is to write a story or a poem that will make the reader laugh out loud. Right. I was just going to say, I think it's important that the efforts we made uh, on the um, New Mountain Voices categories was to try to reach uh, the students and where they are today and so we do have LOL, which is Laugh Out Loud, which is texting language. And then the high school category, we have texting the tale. Tell a story in a conversation using only dialogue in a cell phone text style. So we do try to, uh, to reach our students and where they are and what their interests are and the evolving way that we're digitally writing these days. And I think it's important for, uh, as our writers of the future.
Yeah, last year, one of the popular categories for high school was Tweeting the Bard, in which they had to condense one of Shakespeare's plays down to 140 characters, a la Twitter. (laughs) This year, uh, Texting the Tale comes the closest to that. For high school, we also have Twilight Zone, which instructs students to uh, use their imagination to write a story or poem with a twist ending that doesn't necessarily have to involve vampires. Uh, I know they're hideously popular these days with the Twilight books out there, but people are welcome to write about vampires if they like as well. In elementary school, we have uh, The Day I Fell Into a Fairy Tale, where you rewrite your favorite fairy tale with the student themselves as an extra character. And then... The other one here is my blank, the alien. What what was the thought process in, in that one? Well, that's basically um, the student can pick who they want to be the alien and tell how they found out that they were an alien. <laughs> my little brother, the alien. I always knew it. And the other category under middle school was ghost story. What are the fees for this for the new Mountain Voices student contest? Well, that's one of the good things. There is no fee for the students. Um, the only thing there is is a late fee if they enter during that um, March the 16th to March 31st, and that's just $1 as opposed to the $2 for adults. Um, but if it's entered on time, there is no entry fee at all, No, you know, and the other doesn't have an entry fee either. It's just a late fee of $1 if it's after the 15th of March. Can entire classes enter? Yes, they can. Um if the teacher wants to, to have all the entries, just put them in an envelope and mail them all at one time. That's great. Uh, each student does need to fill out um, an entry form for each entry um, because, you know, each, each entry is going to have the title of their entry and all their information. Um, so they do need to do that. But uh, the students can enter more than one thing if they want. There's still no entry fee. Um, and we love to see packets of entries come from teachers. And Teresa, I understand that we have a preview of some of the judges who will be lending their skills to not only New Mountain Voices, but the adult contest as well. Can we hear about a few of them? On our list of judges this year is Meredith Sue Willis. And she is going to be the judge of our Appalachian uh, category. And Meredith Sue Willis is also going to be at the conference this year teaching workshops. And she's our keynote speaker. So, and she's also also going to judge our Appalachian category. And she was born and raised in West Virginia, but she now resides in uh, New Jersey. Um, she teaches creative writing um, at New York University, and she's taught various writing classes there as, as well as online. Um, I just, you know, there's just. So much that you could say about um, her talent. Uh, she's published many novels, uh, including adult and children's uh, young adult books, and um, many of them have gone to second and third editions. Um, she's won several awards, um, like um, the Appalachian Heritage Denny C. Plattner Prize for Nonfiction. Uh, she's won that. Um, She's won two of those awards, and she's um, been awarded several fellowships from New York State Council on the Arts and also a fellowship from the National Endowment on the Arts and Creative Writing. And her list of awards just goes on and on and on. Um, But she is going to be our Appalachian uh, category judge. 
Uh, then we have Judith Tabler. And Judith Tabler is going to be the judge for the nonfiction category. And this includes your uh, essays and, and memoirs, articles, that type of thing. And she's a professor of English at Marymount um, University in Arlington, Virginia. She teaches, uh, she's a workshop leader at the Writers Center in Bethesda, Maryland. And she previously worked for the Education Department at the Folger Shakespeare Library, where uh, she was a director of the Student Festival Project. And she traveled around teaching, um, basically giving workshops for on how to teach about Shakespeare. Uh, she's been an editor at Columbia Books and a freelance writer for National Geo uh, Geographic. Um, and I think she's just going to be an excellent judge for the nonfiction category. And then we also have Jennifer Brown. Jennifer Brown is going to be, um, she's going to be our short story judge. And Jennifer Brown has won two Irma Bombeck Global Humor Awards uh, in 2005 and 2006. Um, she wrote a weekly column and, uh, that appeared in the Kansas City Star uh, for over four years, and she left that to write full-time, to be a full-time novelist. Um, she has a young adult that was just re a book that was just recently published called Hate List that has had a lot of recognition. Her second book, Bitter End, is scheduled to be released next spring. So, um, I, and uh, she comes from Missouri, and I think that uh, she will do a good, good job on our short stories. Um, the other, a couple of other judges here, we have for our New Mountain Voices, we have Jessica Murphy. And Jessica Murphy is a graduate student at WVU. She was an intern at our conference for the last three years where she did an excellent job. She's worked uh, one summer as an intern for Christine Whitton, um at Book Sense uh, Literary Agency, and uh, she is going to be our high school judge for the New Mountain Voices. And Belinda Anderson is going to be the judge for the middle school category in our New Mountain Voices contest. Belinda is just a treasure. Um, her workshops are comfortable and fun, and she just covers a lot of material, and it's just her, they're just so, in, so much fun. She uh, is going to be at the conference uh, next summer teaching workshops. She's written for magazines including Golden Seal and Wonderful West Virginia. She's the author of The Well Ain't Dry Yet, which is a collection of short stories, um, The Bingo Cheaters, and Buckle Up Buttercup. And she's a previous podcast guest. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, she was. We also have um, uh, the elementary judge for the New Mountain Voices is going to be Michelle Bowers. Michelle Bowers. Uh, Michelle holds a master's in theater arts and is a puppeteer. Uh, she designed and does design and performs puppets in a number of theatrical uh, productions locally, and she uh, has written several delightful children's stories that are vivid and engaging. And she loves working creatively with children um, at the elementary level, and um, she lives in Charleston and occasionally teaches theater and puppeteering at uh, West Virginia State University and is on the board and heavily involved in the uh, Charleston Stage Company. And for the animals category, we have Janice Gary. Jan Gary. Uh, Jan has an MFA, a Master of Fine Arts in Creative Nonfiction Writing. And she has published in several uh, national literary magazines, and she's also won awards 
for her writing. Uh, she's currently working on a memoir that features her dog, Barney, uh, who unfortunately um, passed away just recently. And uh, she's writing her memoir about how her dog helped her uh, overcome her fears from uh, a tragic event that took place earlier in her, in her life. Uh, it's very metaphorical and lyrical, and I really look forward to its uh, publication. Uh, she's a fantastic writer, and she lives in Annapolis, Maryland. And she's perfect for the animal category. She tells me that she's really looking forward to hearing uh, or to reading the uh, pieces that we send um, because she believes that uh, wild, wonderful West Virginia is, uh, uh, has plenty of animals to write about, and she really looks forward to that. And then we have for Joe Evans. And I guess I can speak about Joe Evans since he's a friend of mine and he and I went to college together back at Mississippi State University. Joe's a teacher and a singer and an actor and an all-around performer. These days he is also on the board and a former president of the board of the Magnolia Independent Film Festival that takes place in Starkville, Mississippi each February. And in fact this year it's going to be February 17th through the 19th which will be its 14th annual film festival. This was originally started by a gentleman named Ron Tibbet, who is a journalist and filmmaker who formed this film festival as the first film festival Mississippi had ever seen. Now, because Joe is a friend of mine and because I'm not a filmmaker nor a screenplay writer, I will not be entering screenplays this year, nor should I be allowed to. But Joe will do an excellent job as the judge for this category. That's, a, that's it right now. We're, we're still working on a few of the other categories. And that's a preview of some of the judges who will be determining the winners of this contest. We'll have the full list posted on our website in the coming weeks. Uh, speaking of weeks, we barely have a couple until the opening of this contest for 2011. January 2nd would be the big date for that. And of course, the winners of this contest will be announced at our annual summer conference that's coming up the second weekend of June this year. Next year. June 10th through 12th. Well, Kat Pleska and Teresa Newsom, thank you very much for being with us here for this primer into the contest of 2011. We'll be checking back with you sometime around the midpoint of the contest to find out how things are going and get an update on just where we stand. Thank you, Eric. Thank you so much. And that wraps things up for Contest Cast 2011 Part 1. Please do visit our website for all the contest details, including the entry forms for both the Adult and New Mountain Voices student writing contests. And while West Virginia Writers distributes contest entry forms throughout the state, you could help us out quite a bit by printing off a few yourself and leaving them in conspicuous places around the town in which you live. Libraries, bookstores, coffee shops, and particularly schools would be great places to leave some especially if you're a teacher with students. Each year we send forms out to every school in the state, but we often receive reports from teachers that they never even saw them. So, if you're a teacher, or if you know a teacher, please do share the New Mountain Voices student contest entry form with them, and be sure to point out that it's free for the students to enter. There you have your orders, now go and make it so. Our opening voiceover was provided by Marcus Vowell. Our show's theme music is used with permission by its composer, Pops Walker, whose albums can be found at cdbaby.com and at popswalker.com, where you can find a CD called Bootleg Blues that's a compilation project of the blues songs from his previous recordings, only available through Pops website. This podcast is a production of Mr. Herman's Production Company Limited and was recorded atop a hill in Mercer County. <laughs>